Welcome to Coffee with James on this Thursday morning, the 26th of August, the time where you can stop, the time where you can take time out from your day to reflect and to be enriched from the Word of God, from the book of Philippians. It's a beautiful day outside, the sun is shining. Um, it's a joy to be here, um, to open up God's Word with us uh, today. I had a joy last night of um, playing some I think it's over the internet in this moment of lockdown. Um, me now, we're able to play with some friends over Google. Um, we're able to play some word associated games. Um, and, and I encourage you to do that maybe, to, to, to connect with others um, and, and to enjoy their company in a really trying time. We played a word association game, but, but now we're going we're gonna to get into the word of God this morning. Uh, I wonder what you're thinking about. What's on your mind? Are you looking towards the moment each day where we just hope we'll hear some news that something has changed. You know, get to gladi hour and, you know, at 11 o'clock and you're, you're hoping the numbers have lowered, hoping that things have changed. Well, we're going to come to a passage today in Philippians chapter 2 where things really have changed, a passage that actually, as we read it, as we understand it, actually changes everything for us. The gospel of Jesus Christ changes everything. And so I've got two things I want to reflect on from this passage today. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to read it. It's Philippians chapter 2. So grab your Bibles if you want and go to Philippians chapter 2. And I'm going to read a, a passage that we've probably heard maybe. Maybe you haven't heard it before. But it's a, it sounds like a hymn. Now I'm going to look at verses 9 to 11 of chapter 2 today. But I'm going to read from verse 5 for us. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. And so yesterday we saw that Jesus emptied himself. He became a servant and he was obedient to death. Who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. The cross was a humiliating thing. It was self-denial. It was it was the symbol of death. And Christ, the God who the God of the universe who created the cosmos, became one of us. He stepped into our world. He lived the life that we couldn't live. He he lived the perfect life. He was both God and man incarnate and then we get to verse 9 therefore God exalted him who did he exalt Jesus Christ he's exalted Jesus Christ to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name as I read this I want you to notice the every and every and every so every name he's above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. These verses, they flow on from what we read yesterday about the humility and the death of Christ, but therefore, God exalted Jesus. That's the present reality. So what Paul's sharing with us is this is a current. God has exalted Jesus to the highest place. It's official. The gospel makes it official. Here's the two points for today. The gospel makes it official and the gospel really is necessary for church health. 
There we go. The gospel makes it official. It's official. Christ is above everything. Now, not that God the Son wasn't already ruling over everything before he came to earth, but it's official that this God-man is above the whole universe. It's official. Like, that's amazing for us in this moment to think about. As you sit in lockdown, struggling and wrestling, to go, yeah, people are dying, people run well, people are mentally exhausted. But to know that Jesus is actually exalted to the high place, it is huge. Like, wow, look where Jesus is. But there also is a future reality that Paul talks about. There's a future reality as well that one day, every knee, everything, everything on earth, every being, all of the cosmos, all humanity will bow the knee. Right now, not everyone is bowing the knee. Not everyone wants anything to do with Jesus. Even though he's exalted and he is above everything, one day, whether they like it or not, they will bow the knee to Jesus. Isn't that words of comfort for us? But why does Paul share that with us? Well, he shares it because he wants them, us to know the, the, the power and the, the, the wonder and the amazement of who Jesus is. He wants us to know the, the amazement of the gospel, to know that Jesus is above everything, that he's exalted to the highest place, that he has a name above every name. He is Jesus Christ the Lord. And we can talk about that another time, those three words that Paul uses here. It just encapsulates everything. It encapsulates Isaiah chapter 42 and Isaiah chapter 45 here in these verses. But what Paul also wants us to see is that the gospel is really necessary for our church health. We don't need the 10 best tips for our giving church. We, we, do, we don't need to have five tips to make your marriage better. But what does Paul constantly do? This is a letter filled with joy because of the gospel. He gives us the gospel. The gospel is necessary. The gospel is necessary for your salvation, but it's actually also necessary for your sanctification. It's also necessary for church health. Did you notice that? See, Paul has said, in your relationships, have the mindset of Jesus Christ. And he gives them the gospel. We've been saved by Jesus. But as we also look to Jesus and what the gospel means, it also then changes how we behave. It means that in our relationships with one another at church, we put others first. See, putting others first in our relationships is a sign that the good news of Jesus Christ has taken root in our church. Putting others first is a sign that we understand who Jesus is and what he has done. See, Paul is spurring us on. He wants to show us the reality of this king, of Jesus, so that in our relationships with one another at church, we put others first. See, directly here, Paul is saying to him, in your relationships with one another, he's saying with those at the church at Philippi. He's saying to us, with those at the church at Tungabi, put them first. But also, I think we've got to make sure we don't weaken these words and just go it's just for our church remember jesus christ humbled himself for the enemy and so here yes we are to put others at first at two and gabby in your relationship let the gospel shape it but it also has this implication it shapes all our relationships we put everyone else first 
We really are to put others above ourselves. We really are to look out for the interests of others above our own. As you understand and as I grow in our understanding of Jesus and where he is seated, what he has done, that he was a humble servant who emptied himself for others, it will really mean that we will look out for the interests of others. And why can we do this? Why can we put others first? Because of Jesus. It's all because of Christ. And so as we, as we come out of lockdown, in this moment in lockdown, how can we do it? Well, we can put others first on the internet. In what we post, in what we share, in the words that we speak, in how we love and use our words at this moment, we can put others first in our life groups. We can put others first by being willing to, to connect online, even though it is really difficult for us. But see, Paul says it's not about us. Be interested in others. But also, as we come out of lockdown and as we come back physically, it means we are also meant to then look out for the interests of others. We're to put them first above our own needs and our own desires and our own interests. Why? All because of what Christ has done. And the more we saturate ourselves in the gospel, the more we will delight in holding nothing back to put others first. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today that reminds us that Christ is above everything. May we see that picture and may it shape our relationships. Amen. See you next Tuesday um, for Coffee with James. <laughs>